0: Choose to
1: to we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not thing. because they Not are the easy, part. but they because they are hard. Are because, because, hard. That because, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are willing to postpone, and one we can the Here's a ground ball right side. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez with you. Follow us on Twitter at blima 790 at des one and of course at apollohou and Des. The Astros have got 18 games remaining in this season. They are sitting at 84 and 60, coming off a tough loss to the Rangers, eight to one. Uh, game one of this series, they demolished the Rangers 15 to one. They lead the West by six and a half games. Uh, you look over at the wild card standing. That's a jumbled up mess with the uh, AL. Uh, but the, you know, the good thing for the Ashos, they still have a nice lead in the AL West. Um, it's been a while, Des. You know, you and I have both had a bunch of things going on outside of the realm of Apollo and and obviously busy with Apollo as well. But um Glad to be back on. We are right on the cusp of October, and that's where the grind begins. Uh, So, you know, we said it off air, and we'll say it on air. The Astros, they're not playing their best. They're not playing their worst. They're just kind of going with the motions at times, Um, and they really got to stop dicking around and start to hit their stride going into October. They're up six and a half games, so they got a comfortable lead, but there's still a chance to get that number one seed. They're not too many games back behind the Rays. Um, And the Rays right now, I think you just said, are losing to the Blue Jays. So there's an opportunity there.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing is um, hold off the White sox. you need home you need home field advantage, a hundred percent. And then two, there's a possibility to backdoor the Rays, but do you want that? And I say that because the Blue Jays are the hottest team in the freaking land. They can't stop hitting bombs. They have this little home run jacket. George Springer's willing this young core to the playoffs. And it's almost a thing of, hey, yeah, you, you're the number one overall seed, but you're just going to play the hottest team in the land. So it's kind of pick your poison there. I'd rather, I think I'd rather play the White Sox. I've called them frauds all year, and I'm not going to back off that. I'll probably double down once the playoffs do happen. But before all that, we have six-and-a-half game lead. Um, we're kind of spinning our tires a bit. We'll have a really good day. We'll have a bad day like last night. And uh, the schedule's soft. The schedule's very, very soft um, before the 24th, and that's when the season's kind of on the line. You got the Rangers, you got D-backs and the Angels, and then it's go time. It's three with the Athletics, three with Tampa, and three with the Athletics. And that's your season. Um, and you have to build that lead up. Yes, obviously Oakland is is just leaking oil everywhere. The Mariners have jumped over them for that second spot in the West and only, I think, two and a half behind in the wild card. Uh, but Oakland's going to play Houston tough, especially with their backs against the wall and they win or, win or go home type games in September. So um, the guys just need to keep their foot on the gas pedal and just go. Simple as that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it is simple as that. And when you talk about uh, kind of playing well and then playing mediocre, you play well, you play mediocre, you look back from basically september 6th the astros have won every series they've played they took two out of three from seattle two out of three from la from the angels and now you've split in the first two games against the rangers you've got two more left they play tonight as we record this on wednesday and then they play on thursday night against uh you know the same arlington rangers but you know going into october before you get to those final three series, one with Oakland, then Tampa Bay, then Oakland, like you said, Des, at some point you need a sweep. You need to sweep Arizona and then take at least three out of four from from the Angels to really get some momentum going into Oakland. Um, And then obviously back home against Tampa Bay, which is going to be a really tough series. And then obviously the last three games at home against Oakland, uh, but you, you know, we've said it before that pretty much the the team that hits their stride and catches fire around this time going into the playoffs is usually the one that is the last standing and raising that trophy at the end of the year. A uh, perfect example is the Nationals in 2019. 2020 doesn't count to me. Uh, whatever you want to say, Mickey Mouse, whatever. And then you look at the wild card standings. Well, we'll just look at the standings. Obviously, Tampa Bay is winning the East. Houston's winning the West. White Sox are winning the the central. Then you look at the wild card. The Yankees and Toronto are both at tied at 81 and 64, but then Boston comes in at 82 and 65. And then still creeping around are the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland Athletics. Seattle's only three games back, and Oakland's only three and a half back. So right now is a massive time for the Astros to hit their stride, catch fire, play solid defense, continue to hit the baseball well. Um, And your pitching staff really solidify what the uh, postseason rotation and and bullpen is going to look like uh, for Houston. So it starts, obviously, I mean, it's a cliche term. It starts tonight, right, Uh, against the Rangers. You've got Jose Arquiti on the mound. Uh, He did not look uh, very good his last outing. I know he's still... Trying to get back into the swing of things, coming off of a long stint on the IL, but they're going to need Jose Arquidi in the playoffs, and he gets another opportunity tonight uh, against Arlington. So I'm interested to see how he does. You you hope to see uh, that he returns to to form on what we saw last year, and then obviously um, in 2019, and then uh, Framber Valdez. You want to see him get into a you know into the sixth, into the seventh, keep the pitch count down. Um, to, to round out their series against Arlington. So it's a, it's a really, really key time for the Astros.
0: For sure, and I think you nailed it with just the uncertainty of the rotation right now. Um, you know when they're on what they're capable of. That, that's, that's the information that we've seen. It's been presented to us over and over again. We know when Zach Merckley's on, he, he throws it 85 miles an hour. He makes a move. He moves the ball up and down. He, he, he does different things, and it works. When he's off, it's not been good, and the last few starts haven't been good. You have Jose Ucrini, who's probably logged more... It feels like he's logged more playoff innings than actual regular season innings. Um, and when he's on, he's downright filthy. And so we've seen what Luis Garcia has done. We, we've seen all these different things. We know what Lance can do when the lights are the brightest. We, we've seen this form happen but it hasn't happened this year and i'm just hoping and holding out that it just clicks in in late september october it all just forms and comes together and it's game over for the league if that happens because this lineup fucks we know that the we know the lineup fucks we know they can put up 10 runs we, we saw the other night they put up 15 obviously in october it's different you're playing against the best arms in the league and it shifts more to pitching to in-game management into the chess match within the chess match You got to string at bats together. You got to get the guy over. You got to get them in. We've seen that. You can't live and die by the long ball because it's just not capable of carrying you in October. That being said,
1: it's not sustainable, right? Correct. That being said,
0: this team and this core has logged so many at bats that I'm—I don't want to say I'm not worried about the offense, but I'm not. I'm worried and more focused on this rotation. And hoping it gels, because if that happens, and we go back to that piggyback, and I think the best way is to do the piggyback um, method, and I want to get your your thoughts on that, Brian. But if that does happen, you send out Lance, you send out Frambers, you're one, two, let them be horses, let them go seven. But the back end, the three, four, five games, I think we go piggyback starts, and you just minimize any risk, and you just go from there.
1: Yeah. I think let's let's hit on uh, Zach Grinke okay. right now. Um, obviously, he didn't pitch well last night. He got roughed up. He's 11-6 and six on the season. Let's throw statistics out the window. Okay. Zach Grinke is not a hard-throwing pitcher anymore, okay? But he has pitched in a lot of postseason games. He has thrown some big-time innings for the Astros in the postseason. He is your most veteran guy. He's had the most experience. Okay, he's Obviously, he's not the best pitcher in the rotation. That's Lance McCullers Jr. this year, yes. by, by far. The, the statistics are there, but just the way that Lance McCullers has pitched this year, he is your best arm. But what do you think? And I'm asking you this, Des. What what do you think about, you know, and take us for what it's worth. What do you think about people really saying, really feeling like Zach Greinke should not be in the rotation come October yeah. to me, to me, I think uh, you tweeted it out today. I would apps and I'm, I'm with you. I would absolutely make that trade over and over and over again. You, you got Zach Grinky, you know, take the money, take all that out of it. Bringing Zach Grinky to the staff was the correct choice in my opinion.
0: 100%. And I'm
1: still, I'm still riding with Zach Grinky in the playoffs. I don't give a shit. It's Zach Grinky. That's your veteran guy. That you know can turn it on come October. Now, we talk about the chess match. We talk about piggybacking. We talk about short leashes in the playoffs. And, and it's been you know well documented that managers, as soon as you get into the playoffs, you want your starters to go through four or five innings. And then that leash becomes extremely short. I, I'm not too sure that I would be that type of manager. I like to have a feel for the game in game situations. I'm not so quick to just go right to analytics and say, Oh, third time through, I got to get a new arm in there. I know there's small room for error in the playoffs, but to say that Zach Grinke shouldn't be in this playoff rotation, especially in a five game series is, is fucking wild to me. I I don't agree with it. I know that he hasn't pitched uh, well as of late you mix in getting, you know, being on the COVID protocol or whatever the, the health and safety protocol list, whatever you want to call it. But Man, I'm still riding with Zach Grinke. I'm sorry. I'm still going with him.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think the the shift in narrative is a uh, recency bias for people that are are kind of dogging on Zach Grinke. And and this is coming from the guy who's like from the very beginning I've been waiting for that other shooter drop with Zach Grinke and it never has. He's just always performed. And I know wins and losses are is is a, an arbitrary stat, but he's won 68% of his games that was a registered decision. Like it, it. you make that trade every single day and twice on Sunday, like I tweeted. And that trade was for 2019. Everything else is kind of just found money in your pocket in 2020 and 2021. And honestly, what we're getting out of Zach Green in 2021 is kind of a byproduct of 2020 because he didn't log a ton of innings. Like imagine if we in a, in a, in a vacuum that 2020 was just a normal year and you played 162 Zachary could be running on fumes right now at the end of his career in 2021, and we would be upset. I think both of you, uh, both of us, would be upset with that case. But that wasn't. He had a short 2020 season. Everyone did. All these arms did. He carried. He pitched big moments then, and then now we're in 2021. You can't get upset with the guy because he just got off the COVID protocol system and he just got touched up. I mean, he's got to get back into form, and he will. And and I think, um, I think it's really interesting to see how he's performed outside of playing the Rangers. It just seems like the Rangers have him, and that's just baseball. It Sometimes you have a, a guy, sometimes you just see him well, and from then it just it, it just goes, and that's just what it's been with the Rangers and Zach Greinke and the recency bias of that, and so I still think you trot him out. I 100% agree he's in this playoff rotation, um, and you go from there, and I think the shift, of the, the, you know, you're not going three times through the, ro- you're not going three 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 times through the lineup. Um, These guys, is not new to them now. Zach Greinke knows that, hey, I only got two times through the lineup, and that's usually around five innings. Jacob right. Rizzi, if he pitches a playoff game, it's going to be the same thing. Luis Garcia, Jose Aquini, the same thing. Right. I think having that and knowing that and how they're going to operate is better for these guys because they're not going to be walking around on eggshells like, oh, am I... Am I going back out? Am I not? Should I save some of the gas? No, just fucking let it go. Let let the gas gas tank go and just go. And if the fifth inning rolls around and you go back out for the sixth, okay, dig down a little deep and get through it. And that's what you want to be in. And so I think that mentality and that shift, as long as they're just not blind and naive to it, that, okay, if I'm only going five today against this White Sox team, against this Braves team, against this Blue Jays team, or Yankees or Red Sox or whoever, okay, this is my attack and this is my plan because I know I'm only going five.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and let's let's look at some stats here. So I've got June, July, August stats for Zach Greinke. June, 30 innings pitched with a 3.6 ERA. That's, he appeared in one, two, three, four, five starts. Yeah. Then you look at July, 27 innings pitched, 3.6 ERA. August, 29 innings pitched, 3.7 ERA. Those are pretty decent numbers. You look at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven wins. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so seven and seven. Obviously, a lot dictate dictates that 500 record, right? Sometimes the offense might not be hitting, right? right. But I mean, I-, I just to have an ERA pretty much three, seven and under. I mean. I mean, what else could you ask for? You you want? I mean, in today's game, no sticky stuff anymore. W- what else do you want? Yeah, really. I, I mean, we, the, the Astros don't have that power arm anymore. Lance McCullers is is that all? Not, that's the only guy that he's that's the closest the only,
0: thing to JV and Cole.
1: Exactly. So I was gonna say you don't have a Garrett Cole anymore. You don't have a JV. Lance McCullers is the only guy. So for what Zach Greinke is and just going through those statistics, I mean, and especially with this offense. I think that's another thing that we have to realize as fans of the Houston Astros is the Astros don't have the power arm anymore. They don't have two of them. They don't even have one. They don't have that anymore. We were spoiled with a rotation of Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Grinke. It's not the same anymore. But for a narrative to change and people to call into question whether or not Zach Grinke should be in the playoff rotation is fucking crazy to me.
0: Breaking news. Robel Garcia was designated for assignment.
1: Right there. You heard it.
0: Heard it here. Chandler just broke the news. Rafael Montero's transferred to the 60-day aisle, and Robel Garcia was designated for assignment. Both Taylor Jones and Andres Grubber activated off the aisle, an option to class AAA Sugarland.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> we all pretty much knew it was coming. Oh, what a beautiful day it is. What a beautiful day it is. <laughs> Strap him
0: on a rocket Strap and get him out of here.
1: On a rocket, my goodness, yeah, it uh, yikes. He had he had a rough go, man. You, you could just tell that he wasn't ready. Um, just wasn't big league ready. And then bringing in Marwin Bregman coming back. I mean, there's really no position for him. Put him in AAA, designate him, go on your merry way. And uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you later. Thanks for playing. We'll see you I'm later. Beat the traffic. Yeah, it, it it I think as a whole, like I said earlier. Um uh, this rotation really needs to start to form going into October. Um as we are we're here it's Wednesday September 15th and we are recording this podcast that you're probably going to hear tomorrow Thursday. Dez, who starts game 1 in the playoffs for you?
0: It's Lance McCullough Jr. No hesitation. Uh he's been your guy all year. He's been your horse. He's been your de facto staff ace, um, and it's him. And then Framber one two. I, I think man. it's and uh, I think that's the way you do it, the way you tackle it, and then go from there.
1: Yeah, I think, man, I, that's it's a, it's hard to argue against that. Um, man, it's just really hard to argue against that. I mean, and then uh, what's ha- yeah, what's yeah, your I, argument? Are you are you thinking? I you know, it, it's. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm I'm with you. Lance McCullers has been your best best arm, and I really can't make a case to have Zach Grinke as your number one come playoff time. You put him in the third time through the order, or I'm sorry, the uh, third third game, game three, um, and then you have Christian Javier ready to go if needed. Um, yeah, I just never thought I'd see because I, I this whole season, or you know, especially in the second half people were starting to call into question whether or not Zach Greinke should start game one of the playoffs. And I was always defending saying, yeah, it's got to be Zach Greinke. He's your veteran guy. Now, just the way he's pitched as of late. And obviously, you know, he was on the COVID list, um, you know, working on some things. I, I mean, there's, yeah, I w- there's an, I an argument have-
0: to be made with this that Zach, if you look at the, if you're all in the analytics, you have to look at all the data, right? And that's how does he pitch at home and how does he pitch on the road.
1: On the road, So yeah. let's,
0: and I don't know the, we all know the Lance McCullers stats at home is elite beyond elite. So he's got to have a game at home. And this is, this is if we are, um, if we're in the position of having home field. So does it shift? Okay, if we do have home field, Lance has one of the two games. Yep. Say, I don't know the data, we'll have to look into it. Zach Greinke's better at home than he is on the road in in, in Chicago. Okay, so that's Grinky one, two, and then Framber on the road, game three. And that's what you roll with. Or you don't have home field. We know how good Lance McCullers is at home. Do you de facto put him as your game three starter when you come back?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... What happens there?
0: Obviously, he's your guy, and and you want to have him out there to steal a game on the road. But you know how elite he is at home.
1: I think I think with this discussion, when you talk about Jose Urquidy, or I'm sorry, uh, Framber Valdez, Lance McCullers Jr. and Zach Grinky, right? Those are going to be your first three arms that are getting the starts. I think this is where probably the first time ever that I'm saying yes, let's look at some advanced data, some advanced analytics, and look at road to home uh, ERA, uh, walk ratio, every every analytical stat you can think of, and then make your decision. If you're playing at home. If the Astros have home field advantage, I think you go with Lance and Zach, whether it's game one, game two, doesn't really matter to me. Those two guys have got to be your one, two guys. And then you have Framber to start game three on the road. Cause you know, you look at the statistics or quite frankly, my personal opinion, I don't think Framber Valdez gives a shit whether he pitches at home or on the road. I think he's, that's one of the best things about Framber is he doesn't get rattled by opposing fans. And I mean, this team should be used to getting booed, You know, is all get out, so that shit's not going to matter come October. But you have to lean on some analytics with this rotation. But then you look at, okay, so let's take those three out of the question. Then you got Luis Garcia, you got Urquidy. um, He's he at least has three, maybe four more starts this year, so he should be back on his feet, uh, so to speak. What's what's going to be the deal with De uh, Rizzi? He's got a sprained foot. He's going to be in a walking boot for the next couple of days, next yeah. maybe next week or two. So, what do you do with De Rizzi? Um, Luis Garcia or Kidi? De Rizzi. Does Christian Javier get it start, or do you bring him out of the bullpen? I mean, that this is where these next eighteen games, I think you're going to really start to see this rotation. Obviously, the rotation is there, but you'll see. Later in the season or later after, you know, 15 games, it's going to it's gonna become apparent who's going to be on the playoff roster one and then who's going to be in the rotation, who's going to come out of the uh, the bullpen. So, I mean, I think it's a good problem to have that you've got a lot of quality arms that can make the rotation for the playoffs, but then it's going to come down to who is actually going to be your starters. So that's got to get figured out here in the next 18 games.
0: Yeah, and I think all these guys realize that and they understand they're playing for a position on the roster, right? You're, you're pitching your way into the rotation or into the bullpen or you're pitching your way out of it. And I think that little thing right there is a differentiating factor on if you have it or you don't, I know we say that all the time, but right, it's, it comes in a way of, okay, can this guy handle the September sprint? One, two, in a high leverage situation, is he made out of it now because we're gonna need it again next month, and we'll probably need it again this next day or the following week um, can he pitch back to back nights? can he get extended? Can he do this? can he do that and I think the the crazy thing is that we're in a situation where we have a lot of unanswered um, questions and we have a schedule that allows us to not experiment but to try it out in a way that Okay, this guy, Yemi Garcia, can he really pitch in a high leverage situation back-to-back? Can Blake Taylor pitch in a situation where he need, he can only get one guy? I know it's a three-inning rule, but let's go get this lefty right now and not worry about the two righties behind it. You have to get this guy now or we're fucked right behind it. Or, yeah. okay, Grayman and Presley are down. Can Stanek be the guy in the ninth? All these questions, I think, are going to be answered because we haven't wrapped up the division and we have a six-and-a-half game lead and there is some cushion there, but you can't let your foot off the gas, and that allows us to okay. These situations are still big. It's not like the White Sox who are up twenty games and have been coasting, or the you know I'm I'm they're not. There's there's got to be a sense of urgency, right? And yeah, so yeah, I definitely. think that's what as the the playoff roster kind of comes together, we're we're going to see this down the down the road of who could pitch in these in these big moments and who can't.
1: Yeah, I, I think. For these last 18 games, each you know, each guy, each arm is going to get uh, at least three, four starts. The man, just uh, what I would like to see is one throw strikes and then extend your innings so you can start to give your back end bullpen guys a little bit of even your middle relief guys. Give those guys, don't tax them as much. Yeah. You don't have to bring those guys in in the fourth, fifth inning. Extend your starts. So you're not taxing your bullpen going into October, Uh, especially for Framber, especially for Keady, Luis Garcia, those guys that have struggled at times with pitch count and and even Lance McCullers struggle with pitch count a little bit this season. So keep the pitch count down, extend into longer innings, 6th, 7th inning, um, and just don't tax your bullpen as much because we've seen it so many times over the past years that your bullpen literally wins you ball games. I mean, you saw it. Look, look at last year. Uh, Blake Snell was absolutely dealing for the Rays, and the bullpen came in and blew it for the Rays. I mean, it and and those guys were seeing a lot of action down the stretch, and you could make a case that those guys were taxed. And the bullpen's going to play huge for every team, right? So. The less taxing bullpen is gonna be key in October. So for the Astros starters going down the stretch, extend your innings, throw strikes, make quality pitches, um, and and, and really gain momentum going into October.
0: Yeah, I I think I think we're right on it and it's it's great. We could do a full segment and you don't have to talk yeah. about worry about the the lineup because that's kind of set in stone.
1: Yeah, you don't that's the, I think that's the beautiful thing about this Astros team is like you just said, we could talk all day about they're pitching because there's a lot of substance to talk about. And then when you look over on the offensive side, it's like, all right, well, I mean, we pretty much know what the hell the lineup's going to be. And it's like, who's going to come up with the big hit? Yeah. You know, who's going to be
0: the the guy tonight. And I think that's like, we're spoiled on that front. And I think we'll talk about four or five years down the road. when we look back at this core and this, and this lineup that was constructed, just like how we're looking at JV and Cole and Keiko and Charlie when, you know, looking back then, like, um, we're definitely, definitely spoiled, and I think the the last thing we'll touch on this is just the the emergence of a surplus of outfielders. Um, you finally, I guess, Miles Straw was the thing holding the dam back, I guess, because you have the emergence of Chaz, you have the emergence of Myers, you have the emergence of now Siri, and you have the other guy who is now just absolutely raking at the plate. That was part two of the trade in the Miles Straw trade. Is that Diaz, fellow who is just absolutely raking? And I'm pulling it up right now because our good friend Ashley's Future had mentioned it today. Yanir Diaz, the second guy who we got with Phil Matten in the Miles Straw trade, hit his 17th home run.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: 17th. So could you imagine <laughs> Miles Straw was flipped for a major league ready bullpen arm who probably needs a full off season with the Astros we touched on it before to to figure out the formula of what we do and two a prospect that is acting like Salvador Perez in the minors. Huh.
1: huh. For most Oh Straw. man. Yeah. You're got. Well, Your yeah, no. Yeah, I said it a long time ago. Long time ago during the season to I at one point I said DFA Miles Straw. Um and then he kind of made me eat my words a little bit, but then you see him get traded. People are up in arms about it. Uh, Jake Myers is the real deal. Chaz McCormick has played well. Uh, and like you said, Jose RC, Jose Siri has made his first couple of starts. He is, he's got an OPS of 1.5. Uh, I mean, I know it's a small sample size of only 11 at-bats, but he's got two bombs, 11 total bases, OBP of... Of 500 with a slugging of a thousand, um, so yeah, I think getting rid of Miles Straw was the was the was the correct choice. And and while we're hitting on just while we're hitting on the offense real quick, out of the starters, and that's one that's Altuve, Correa, Alvarez, Jake Myers, Kyle Tucker, Bregman, Gurriel, and Brantley, the lowest. Average. Oh, here we go. We're doing batting average again. No, I'm. An, I'm. No, I'm going just down the okay. down the columns here. All right. So lowest average is 278, and that's Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa. But then you look at the OPS, and out of those guys, the lowest is gonna be. Let's see. Uh, Jake Myers at 802. Michael Brantley coming in at 808. So out of the nine starters in this offensive lineup for the Astros, the lowest OPS is 8.02. You want to go a little bit further? You want to go into war? Let's do a little war, huh? God, war What's just gets, gets me bricked up. <laughs> What's it good for? Oh, my God. Let's look at it. Alex Bregman, 2.5. Michael Brantley, 2.6. That's the lowest.
0: You're going to have Uncle Bobby B fuming in his pants if he's listening right now to this, to this segment. But continue. Oh, dude. He's, uh, he hates uh, war. He's not no, a war un- guy. Uh, I, th- I, Uncle- I, I think he thinks war is the card game
1: still. I, uh, Uncle Bobby B doesn't give a shit about baseball anymore. Yeah. He doesn't oh, care about the Astros. Texans. He's,
0: I'm, oh, I'm not surprised he hasn't got a David Coley tattoo.
1: He is so inundated with the Houston Texans right now, and it's only week two. I can't tell you how many tweets I got from him <laughs> on the opening Sunday about the Texans and David Culley and Danny Amendola. I swear dude, if I see oh, that's one his more guy. T- I mean no, one, I'm not going to I'm not going to guy. One more Danny Amendola tweet and I'm going to I'm going to mute Uncle Bobby B. That's I'm so tired of hearing it. I mean, look, I love the dedication, but dude, it's still baseball season. I love it. I so love it. continue. He, he,
0: continue with your war. i yeah. just had
1: a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just it goes back to the whole thing where uh you know, this, this lineup, it it is what it it is. And it's, 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 yeah, shit. Yeah. This is a lineup that gets you to the world series. Offensively speaking, this is the lineup that gets you to the world series. Now can the pitching in the bullpen win you a world series?
0: Yeah, that's the question.
1: That's the question. And it's been, and and we called it early, early on, very beginning of the season. The biggest question mark was going to be the pitching staff and the bullpen. You've got the right pieces. Can the starters bridge the gap to the back end of the bullpen? So We'll see. 18 games left, baby. I'm I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. I
0: mean, going nine and nine should get you in the playoffs.
1: Like bare minimum. Yeah, right? Like bare minimum. Down this, down the A bare bare minimum. Okay. Yeah, nine and nine. It's
0: it's frustrating on my end that I have to before I go to sleep, I have to check on what Seattle and Oakland's doing.
1: Yeah, I, I just
0: it's frustrating. But look, if if the Astros don't piss away, prep series all year against teams below 500 and they don't have to play two weeks with their covid triple a double a team. Uh, this team we could be having a discussion with one of the statistically one of the greatest win-loss teams of all time because I think they'd easily be at 95, 96 wins right now.
1: Yeah. With yeah.
0: with 18 to go, like um I don't know. Maybe maybe it was all for maybe it was all to to prepare him for this I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I when I look at Seattle and I look at their schedule, they have, they've got, they're playing right now in Boston, then they've got Kansas City, Oakland, Angels, Oakland, Angels. Um, and then you look at the Oakland Athletics schedule. Um, I love doing stuff here live. You know what's really Let's, cool while
0: you're, you're looking that up? I'm on Savant and I'm looking at plate discipline and <laughs> as much as like, I love the analytics and I love how far and crazy they go with it. There's a literal literal column that says meatball percentage and meatball swing percentage. No way. So how many times they get a meatball and then their swing percentage on the times they've done it. And it's the coolest thing. Jose wow. Siri has 100% swing weight on the meatball percentage.
1: Yeah, gotta be shitting me. I can't believe that's actually a <laughs> oh,
0: thing. I to, uh, oh, I went to... Oh, man. This is my new favorite stat. Who do you think, yeah. of all the guys in the lineup, who do you think that has, let's just say, tallied over 100 at-bats and make it easy for you? Who has the highest percentage on meatball swing percentage? Michael Brantley. Oh, No. It is Kyle Tucker at 94%. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah.
0: That he takes hacks. He takes
1: hacks. I owe a lot of people an apology. Are you gonna do it right now or you want to do it uh, after the break? No, I'll I'll just do it right now. Okay. I I called for Kyle Tucker uh to be traded a long time ago when all those packages were coming out. Everyone wanted Forrest Whitley, everyone wanted Kyle Tucker. They were they were not tradable. Um, they were off limits, and I just, you know, I just, I was not a Kyle Tucker fan. I didn't think he had the sense of urgency needed in this league. Um, and he has shut me the fuck up, and I love every bit of it. So yeah, I'm sorry. I was a Kyle Tucker hater. Um, I'll own up to it. I'm, I'm sorry, um, especially to Michael Connor uh, of Sports Talk 790. When him and I had a radio show together, I used to yell at him no, about not you. Kyle Tucker. Oh, dude, I used to. Why I mean him yelling? would get it. Me and him would get into it over Kyle Tucker because I wanted him gone. So, you know, but Kyle Tucker is a future all-star. He might even be a case for an MVP someday if he continues to play like he is. And I love every minute of it. So I'm sorry, but I'm a man all own up to it. Just a, just a guy
0: owning up to it.
1: That's it. That's it. What a way to end. What, what a segment one.
0: That was a great segment one.
1: What a segment one. That's going to do it. So let's, uh, let's end on that apology. Segment two. Um, man, what do you want to talk about? I mean,
0: look at this. You know, talk about we, life. Talk wherever yeah. wherever whatever comes comes
1: our way. You know what? We know what we're going to talk about. We're just not going to tell you cuz you got to stay tuned. Segment 2 is right around the corner. Don't go anywhere more beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates
1: may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE.
0: Brantley's going to the I. What? Yeah, retroactive. Three days, so he has seven more days left. What's wrong with him? He banged up his leg, I guess.
1: Welcome back, segment two here on Beyond the Diamond. Brian LaLima, Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at blima790, at Apollo Dez1, and of course, at Apollo H-O-U. And Dez, let's look ahead. Uh, The Astros have two games remaining in this series against the Arlington Rangers, and then they are back home for a quick three-game stint with the Arizona Diamondbacks on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's preview uh, these these next five games. Um, Obviously, there's some... Uh, news, you want to go ahead and, and I mean, obviously when people are listening to this, but this just broke right as we're uh, going to our break. Uh, Michael Brantley is going on the 10-day IL, and you said it's retroactive for? Three days
0: ago, so he only has seven days on the IL, so that puts him okay. back here, or playing for Houston, um, would be the 22nd. Okay. Halfway He's... through that Angels series next week.
1: Okay, so he's got a uh, right knee soreness. Uh, get that scene, that knee soreness out of the way right now, uh, because October's right around the corner. And then what were what were some other uh, news? That yeah, that I we, mean, just uh,
0: just like how we took some scheduled days off. Um, Dusty's also for tonight's game, the fifteenth, uh, scheduling a day off for Correa and Bregman um, at the same time. So
1: okay, gotta love that. Interesting. Um, yeah, he played to win the game. Uh, and some other news. Uh, Glenn Otto getting him another start. Uh, local local product, when, Klein Collins High School. Was he pitching? Uh, he's pitching Thursday night game four. Nice. Uh, Astros Rangers, and he did pretty well against Framber. Yeah, he did pretty well. Last start against Framber. So you look at they've got two games against the Rangers and then three against Arizona. Um, for me, God, you know, I'm gonna be. I'm going to be a little dramatic here. you got to win all five. You, you Dude, Arizona is bad. Very bad. Bad. You have to sweep those guys. I'm tired of saying that the Astros have a sweep problem, but they're at home. It's mid-September. It's time to sweep someone. And if there's a time, it's right now against Arizona. They are awful. Sweep those fuckers. Yeah,
0: so I'm going to Arizona this week. Uh, this weekend. I actually leave tomorrow by the time you're listening to this. Um, all because... One of my buddies for a bachelor party thought the Astros and Arizona Diamondbacks were playing in Arizona. and It was going to be part of our trip. News flash, They're actually in Houston. <laughs> so we're making the most of it and going to be golfing in 110 degree heat. So that's uh great communication. Great communication wow. by all on
1: that. So you're going, you're going into Phoenix.
0: I headed out to Phoenix tomorrow and, okay. uh, you know, fully expecting to watch the Astros take on the fighting Diamondbacks in Arizona.
1: (laughs) So let's look at, oh my God, right now in Phoenix, it's currently 106 degrees. A little warm,
0: a little toasty.
1: You're going to be playing golf when you land in in Phoenix, it's going to be another 106 degree day. Friday, 102 degrees. Saturday, 100. I guess a Sunday, cold friend 100. came
0: in. A cold friend came
1: in Some, and knocked it down to 102. <laughs> Sunday, 103. Uh-huh. Um, I, I am also traveling tomorrow. I am going to another. I'm going to a bachelor party. Yeah. Um, this time we are headed to Miami. Miami. My, my um. Yeah, the, the weather there is going to not be as hot. It's going to be mid 80s, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So <laughs> Just um, living the life. Wow! Yeah. Um, yeah, man, you guys make sure to get to uh, the ballpark early when you're in Phoenix. To uh, yeah, I think we'd do a little find the watch, find the watch party.
0: <laughs> Go to the pool, just to see what's happening over there in the pool, and, and right center, kick back.
1: Oh, uh,
0: gotta love that shit! But man. yeah, I agree. So, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you have to win out these next two with the Rangers, and you have to sweep uh, the Diamondbacks at home.
1: Yeah, you got to take care of business. Uh, final 2 against the rangers and then 3 against arizona uh you should come away with 5 wins if if i'm being uh you know highly 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 optimistic um bare minimum for me with these next 5 games is 4 and 1 no, nothing less than one loss
0: yeah i mean uh, I, I would love that's if, me i don't want to split the series i'd rather win both so yeah win the next two versus the rangers and then if you drop one to arizona you do but uh, I I like I like tacking up series wins.
1: Yeah, and then you another thing to to note here, they don't have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, We're Friday. We're on a long stretch of playing games. Your next off day is Monday the twenty seventh. Oh wow! Yeah. Don't have a day off for a couple weeks, so time to hit your stride, boys. Put up or shut up put Here up go. or shut up
0: the september sprint we're down the home stretch
1: yep. ah, it's crazy to think we're about. down
0: the home stretch how many games Do you say 18
1: 18 18 left 18 games 18 games left, games yeah. left. i'm yep. guessing
0: nine at home and nine on the road you've i'm not got, good good at math but i think that's i think that's so you've right got
1: one two three four five six seven yep nine at home Nine on the road.
0: And one, two, three, four of those are
1: day games. Yeah.
0: So fooey. Astros well, aren't good in, during the day. And that's probably all the all the times we're gonna get for the playoffs.
1: Yep, you're gonna see really what this team is made of in this these last uh three weeks. So it's 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 it's, it's well, it is an exciting time, and as I'm stuttering. Um, but this is where, uh, this is where the, uh, in my opinion, this is where the playoffs are really decided is what team is hitting their stride at the right time. Yeah. I mean, Blue Jays, Blue Jays are playing, I was about playing to say, hot.
0: Are, is, are they peaking too soon?
1: Yeah. That's, that's another, that's literally word for word. What I was just about to say, but on the flip side of that devil's advocate, are you peaking too soon? So, you know, only, only time will tell. Yeah. I, play and, I, base, and I think play, they needed to. Play, yeah.
0: Because they yeah. were in the race. Now they have, they're in the race.
1: Yeah, now they've made it exciting. So let, the, let, the, let those three teams, the, the Yankees, the, the Red Sox, actually those four teams, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the A's, and the Mariners, let them beat each other up. So I, I don't, uh, And the Blue Jays, sorry, five teams. I don't forget,
0: you owe me a state dinner about the Jake Odorizzi throwing a quality start. And then if the Yankees make the playoffs, then you owe me a state dinner as well. So um, you better hope they don't make the playoffs.
1: All right, fair. you are taking
0: me on a mandate. And hey, we're gonna go Fair enough. We're gonna go to Texas. Perry's. We're gonna Texas Perry's Roadhouse, f- here we come.
1: Uh, no, we're no,
0: we'll do the Perry's Friday lunch where it's Okay. You know, not, I'm not saying we're not breaking the bank, but I mean we're gonna we're gonna go to no free ads. We'll go there.
1: <laughs> I heard the uh, I heard the Friday lunch is good. So yeah. we'll check that out. We will check that out. But to end this segment, Astros two left against the Arlington. Uh let's see if they can win the series. And then they come back home to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. They should sweep that team because Arizona is not good. Um The Arizona Diamondbacks are 47 and 98 on the season. Oof. Yikes. Yikes. Not great. Oh my goodness. I'm just I'm pulling up. <laughs> not that doesn't oh work. Oh my god. They let's see, one. Oh my. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They've lost thirteen out of their last seventeen. No, thirteen out of sixteen. They only have three wins. Yeah, we gotta sweep.
0: <laughs> gotta sweep. We have to sweep.
1: Oh we gotta sweep God. gotta sweep those. Oh man. Well, hey, Apollo Des, you have fun on your vacation, your bachelor party. You have fun on your bachelor I... party. I will try uh, to all the listeners. We will be back next week after Des and I return from, from our much needed vacations. As always, Des, you got anything before we get out of here? Uh, just win, baby. That's all that matters. It. Just win, baby. That's it. I don't care how you do it. Just get W's Stat Eat dubs, eat W's, eat the W's. Uh, Stay tuned for our baseball content coming out on our uh, YouTube page. We had a, a little hitting competition over at Dinger's Baseball in Cyprus. Uh, that'll be good. I can't wait to see the final edited product. Uh, JB and and Josh are doing one hell of a job behind the camera, so I'm looking forward to that. So stay tuned. Some more uh, video content is coming your way. Just wanted to plug that real quick.
0: Yeah, it, it was a great time. It was a hell of a lot of fun trying to hit off 100 miles an hour from 45 feet. Um, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun, and those challenges are going to be uh, a, a quite a frequent thing, especially going into the off season. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's only so much football coverage we can bring to the city of Houston, so we're going to be doing some offseason baseball challenges. I'm mean, super excited for that. Welcome to Jackass. That's it, baby. That's going to do it. Thank you for listening. Again, Des and I are on holiday for the next couple of days, and we will be back for another episode next week after these five games are done for the Astros. Uh Thanks for all the love. We appreciate it. Continue to listen, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, that whole thing. Um, Des, one final time. You got anything? Love you guys. That's going to do it. Thank you for listening. Beyond the Diamond podcast is done. Segment two over. Tune in next time. We'll be back here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Here's a ground ball right side. cut cut my life into deep- this is my last resort suffocation